Welcome to another episode of the Powerless to Powerful Recovery podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and addict. As always, our mission is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms. The story of addiction and the road to recovery. We're not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous or any other 12-step based organizations or groups in any way. This is part two of the amazing transformation with Miss Kristen Day. Here we are. Get into the miracle. Yes. It's always the best part. You know, when my listeners listen, you know, I got listeners all over and shout out to all the listeners out there. Um, leave me comments, subscribe, like all my stuff. But you know, part one's usually like a gut punch. It's yeah. like, holy shit. And then you leave them hanging. <laughs> and then we leave <laughs> and I let that soak in for a couple yeah. days. And then ultimately we get to hear the miracle and the transformation. And that's the beautiful part about it. And so now we're we're re, we're picking back up where we left off in your story. And so, you know, after everything that happened to you, you finally, you know, you, you got introduced to the needle, meth and heroin, get involved, 32 days, you lose everything, you end up the kids get taken, you're you know, you're another one, another issue. And then ultimately you end up in Native American connections. You do the IOP, you do the residential, excuse me, the 45 days, you hit the IOP, you hit the sober living, you're doing everything you're supposed to do. You get introduced to meetings, you're doing all these things. Yeah. And then ultimately. And uh, I'm about three weeks away from getting my daughter back. And you move back in with mom. Yeah. So I graduate Native American connections and, uh, and I go back to my parents' house cause that's what we do, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and I get my job back at great clips and I'm doing great and I'm starting to see my regulars and they're loving that I'm back and, and everything's going good and I'm doing my visits and I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to for DCS. And, uh, unfortunately with DCS, they like to throw one more thing at you and one one more thing. thing. And I swear it's like a trap, you know, they're trying to test you to see if you're going to break. And I broke. Yeah. Um, I was three weeks away from getting her back and I ended up with a needle in my arm. Just like that. Just like that. You know, Oh, I can skip that meeting. Oh, I don't need to see that Mm -hmm. sponsee. I don't got time for that meeting. I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And that's so common. You know, we let the life recovery you know, get in the way of our recovery mm-hmm. life. And it happens, you know, all the time. Well, what happened? Why'd you relapse? Well, I stopped going to meetings. I stopped calling my sponsor, but I got this job and I need overtime and I want yeah. this car and I need this money. And, you know, what we know today, pay, if any, for all the listeners out there, read page 337. When you put recovery first, everything second becomes first class. Amen. And it rings true and true again, over and over. That's the amazing page. And just read, if, if anything, just read that one page. 337, <laughs> the, the river of denial, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's my favorite page in the big book. It's, you know, I, anytime I need to pull it out, pull a rabbit out the hat or a meeting or anything, I go yeah. right to that page. Cause it's just, and it gives me the chills every single time that Absolutely. I read it because it's so true, but we got to learn those things. And Definitely. so ultimately, you know, we always say relapse is part of recovery and I, I get it. You know, I hate it, but it's true. But the point is, is to learn from why we relapse, what led up to it, the lapse in behavior. So this way we can check that off the list. And if we relapse again, we check the next thing off the list. And ultimately we don't relapse anymore. Yeah. And so we have to learn those things. So you relapse and you know, what's that look like though? So I go on this relapse for a year and a half. Oh, a year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half. Gas pedal. Gas pedal. And I, uh, and I lose the kid, you know, my rights were severed. She was adopted by my little sister. Um, her name was completely changed and, uh, I was a fucking mess. Yeah. You know, I fucking hated myself. I couldn't believe that I chose a man and drugs over my kid again, 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 exactly. And, uh, 
and it was ugly, you know, and I can remember like doing the hotel hopping and, and, and I just mean, what kind of hotels you like see? nights in, oh, the nights in? budget suites. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Off of I 17 and Sweetwater oh, over, I yeah. I'm familiar. Yorkshire. Uh-huh. We did all that, you know, nights over on I 17 and Sweetwater. Uh-huh. That was the hit right there. Yeah. So, uh, ran around there and and i can remember you know when i did motel six and mm-hmm. premiere in i'm 86 oh, i'm 86 <laughs> out of there the ex fucked up the whole room and <laughs> so uh i get uh you know i'm just on a sick one and a year and a half goes down the drain and Poof. and i'm trying to do anything and everything to kill myself like i hate myself so much and uh and and my family has completely written me off and they want nothing to yeah, do they're with over me. It. Yeah, totally. Uh, because like my family would come and they would save me, you know, oh, he beat me up. Oh, poor me, poor me, poor me. And then they come get me. He slashed my tires. He broke my windshield, fix it. And then yeah. 24 hours later, I'm back with him. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, you know, these are the things that I had to go through. So my family completely writes me off and, um, and I end up in October of 2017, I get arrested and uh, I have two ounces of meth in the car and uh, he's been in trouble before. So he's going to go yeah. to prison for 10 years on this one. Mm-hmm. And I take the blame for everything. It's mine. Yep. Everything's mine. The scales, the baggies. Oh, I go to the dope man. I get the stuff. I bring he it home. He has no knowledge. No, he has no knowledge of anything. Yet the backpack's got his fucking wallet in it and <laughs> shit. I'm like, yeah, no, that's mine. Yeah, that's totally. So you take the charge and so you know there's and when you go to jail there's always a book uh floating around that mm-hmm. says rescued not arrested mm-hmm. and I've, I've read it multiple times mm-hmm. i was in the hole one time it was the only book i had i read it a few <laughs> times as a matter of fact <laughs> but it was true i got and when on my last prison sentence i got rescued man and it, but it took me a few years to get rescued yeah um and so this is the beginning of the change for you so you get arrested with the with the meth in in uh, 2017 um and you get put on probation this starts the journey and the transformation so how long were you in jail for uh 48 hours and i was kicking heroin oh uh, that they ain't caught no fun. me leaving the heroin dealer's house and uh oh you didn't get, to get I didn't well get, no, oh I didn't the worst get, i didn't even get to get well so uh I remember like calling my boss saying that they picked me up on a warrant. Well, dumbass, like you can look on MCSO and look at the mug shots and see that they just busted. I you do for... it all the time. I know that's still my tweet, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm sober time. four and a half years and I still fucking yeah, look at mug shots every day. I, I, do I know him and yeah, I know her. I see it all the time. <laughs> so I, uh, I get popped for, you know, possession and paraphernalia and, uh, they didn't, they didn't put the baggies and everything on me. They hit you with the sales. No, thank God. Um, but they arrest both of us. So we're both in jail. I'm kicking, fucking throwing up everywhere. And I can remember this little old lady in there. She was on a million dollar bond on some fraudulent schemes. And she's like rubbing my head and I'm like crying and I have my head in her lap and she's like, honey, it's going to be okay. And I'm just fucking miserable. You know, I, I was so sick and please god just let me get out please and you know and i can remember like back in the day again like i'm begging god i will never do heroin again just please get me out of jail and uh they get me out 48 hours later and and i get on probation you get put on probation yep so do you do well on probation or so like in our delusional mind i'm gonna do a little bit of meth to get over this hump to get the monkey Mm -hmm. off my back from the heroin i'm not gonna do heroin anymore 
I do meth for a month. And, uh, and that was the last time you ever did heroin. Yeah. Again. October 17, 2017 was the last time I did heroin. And I, uh, and I didn't look back, you know, um, I did do meth for another month and him and I, you know, got in a huge fight again. And, and, um, I call my family one more time, one like, please time. get me out of here, please. So I had it all set up with my family. My dad was down here from Colorado, um, visiting my little sister and the kids and, uh, and I call and I'm like, look, like I'll meet you at Cracker Barrel at eight in the morning on I-10 in Litchfield. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm going to leave him. I'm going to leave him for good. And you're going to help me come back to the house and I'm going to get all my stuff and everything's going to be fine. Well, I call him at two o'clock in the morning and I'm crying and my sister can hear like the fear in my voice. I could hear that it was yeah, different this time. It was different this yeah. time. And I said, like, if you don't get me out of here right now, he's going to kill me and you're going to verify my body in the morgue. And, uh, I never called the cops. My sister got to call in the cops. Yeah. And now that I'm on probation, you know, mm -hmm. and again, I'm not fucking innocent. Yeah. You know, when I did my step four, like I have a part in it. Yeah. First of all, I stayed with him yeah, and I sure. allowed this to go on for so long. Second of all, he hit me. You better believe I yeah. fucking hit him back. And so now he has marks. I have marks. Good old Arizona with domestic oh, violence. Yeah, 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 you both got marks. You're both going to jail. Yep. I'm like, please don't take me to jail. I can't do this, you know, and the cop uh, gives me a opportunity of 20 minutes. Get your shit and get out. Done. And, and I get out. And I'm gone. And I'm gone. And I never look back. You never look back. So, uh, you know, I, again, I knew what I needed to do. I needed to stay away from the dude. I needed to get back into the meetings and get into the groove of things because I knew how this recovery thing works. You've seen it. Yeah. You have visual proof all Absolutely. around you. You've seen it. You've experienced it on periods of time. But now this becomes your time. This is actually your sobriety date. So your sobriety 11, date is 11 22 17. 11 17. Yeah. Yep. 11 22 That's 17. Huge. Yep. So I uh, jumped back in the fellowship, and, and these women and these men, you know, they loved me until I could love myself. And I'd sit in the back of the room. Like I remember having like a black eye and I was trying so bad to like cover it up with concealer and yeah. shit. And, you know, and they're like, oh, honey, it's going to be okay. And just come to the meeting. Just, you know, so I did night owls at a, at fellowship hall yeah. at nine o'clock yeah. thinking like, there's not going to be a lot of people there. I'll be able to sit in the back, do what I need to do. Um, I was living with my daughter that I had given up for adoption. I was living with her parents and, uh, and I was doing drug tests weekly, you know, and going to meetings every day and going to work and, uh, and I was doing good, you know, and I, and I got a sponsor and I really started working my steps. And, uh, so when you think about the steps, like, you know, when you think about your experience and you, you know, I mean, you sponsor tons of women mm -hmm. and we always are working the steps and we do all, I mean, we're, I mean, you're heavily involved, yeah. like I, but when you think back about the steps, you know, and your experience with them, when you were truly ready to go all the way in, um, like your life dependent, like it talks about, you know, being members of a shipwreck and the book, being a life preserver, the fellowship helps us flow. But when you think about that, that experience, what really sticks out to you with the steps? I had a part in everything that I did. <laughs> I had a yes. part in everything I did. I played the victim for so long. Like, mm -hmm. poor me, poor me, poor me. Well, dumb bitch, you yeah. fucking did this shit too. <laughs> yeah. You know, you put yourself in these predicaments. You chose the men and drugs over your kids. Like, I had part in everything. It's hard to see that it sometimes. Because we've been trying not to see it forever. It is. And so when you see that, you can't deny it. Right. 
So I, uh, you know, and, and I'm really, so this time around though, like I wasn't doing it for DCS. I wasn't doing it for my sister. I wasn't doing it to get my parents back in my life. Um, I really wasn't doing it for anybody but myself. That's the only way it works. Exactly. You know, yes, they can be a motivator, Mm -hmm. but you can't do it for them. It's never going to work. You're going to get loaded. And I'm a prime example. Sure. And if my, if, if my recovery is contingent upon me being, having my kids in my life, having a certain job, the big book says in uh, step 12, job or no job, wife or no wife, we simply do not stop using if we place dependence on, on people ahead of dependence upon God. Right. If my sobriety is contingent on all, what happens when I get into a car accident? What happens when I lose a job? What happens when COVID hits? For sure. What, then what? Yeah, and for so, sure. And, you know, so you get to experience that today. And so... What else sticks out to you from working the steps? So like I really started focusing on myself and learning who I was and what I wanted in life and what I wanted to do and what I was going to do better um, than the last time, you know, and uh, and I really put everything aside and I started focusing on me. And unfortunately, like, you know, it's a selfish program and we have to focus on ourselves Uh and become a better person so that we can give that away selfish selfless program right and so we got to figure out who we are and and that's what i love right there who am i what's my purpose there's some tough tough questions do i forgive myself and how what is the solution how do i apply it my conception of god how do i experience spirituality in my life and in order to be able to help anyone in my i guess opinion if you will Mm -hmm. we got to figure that shit out first for sure and in doing so then we get to carry the message to other alcoholics and you carry the message pretty tough (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. you I know? mean, I, I would do. I'm telling you, like, I, I see you everywhere. I'm like, oh, this, this chick is all it's over. It's funny because that's what Ian would say, too. So, like, when Ian and I met, we met. So, he friend requested me in 2019 in March. And that's right. And that's when I had started working at Crossroads yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, And he's, like, watching me from a distance. So like I did, you know, these little fuck boy things yeah, and, yeah. and it just wasn't for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going to be 40 years old. I'm yeah. ready to fucking settle down. <laughs> All right. I'm well, not having any 40s. more babies though, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I'm ready to settle down. I'm not on this fuck boy shit anymore. Yeah. And, uh, so and, a friend request you? Yeah. So a friend requests me. Did and you accept it like right away? I did. Came over? I did. <laughs> and then, you know, tattoo artists, I'm like, Oh, yes. you know, and, um, He's like, you were just using me for my tattoos, huh? I'm like, no, I wasn't. Like, not at all, dude. You know, but um, he's amazing, so by the way. He is. Yeah, very we talented. uh we finally met at the CA convention in 2019. Um, he had messaged me, he like DM'd me and was like, Why are you hanging out with my friends? Because yeah. I was like hanging out with Colby and yeah, stuff, and yeah. me and her had a hotel room, and yeah. I was like well, you want to come hang out? Like, yeah. you know, and, and he's all salty. Uh, yeah. He's like, why are you hanging out with my friends? I'm like, well, you can come to the hotel room too. Is this you the can double hang- tree? Is yeah. Place it's always yeah. yeah. So he comes. And, I seen uh, you at the CA convention. Yes. I'm like, there she fucking is again. She's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, we meet and, and I tell my girlfriend that night, I'm like, dude, I'm going to marry that dude one day. And she's like, bitch, you are crazy. And I said, no, I'm serious. serious. The minute he opened his mouth and everything that came out of it, like I had to like wipe my mouth because I was drooling, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) I had never had that. Like the things that were coming out of his mouth, I was just like, holy fuck, dude, Mm -hmm. who is this guy? You know, and um, we instantly connected. He works a super solid program. Super solid. 
And I'll tell you, like, he was very standoffish at first. Like, hey, let's be friends. Let's just get to know each other. We're going to be on this friend, you know. We didn't have sex for for a couple weeks. And we're going to, yeah, and we did good, good, (laughs) you know. And and we're going to build this solid friendship before we get into a relationship. And uh, again, I don't recommend, I always say it in my story, like, our relationship went really quick. You know, and uh, August, we we met September. We made it official. October, we moved in together. I moved from Peoria all the way to Mesa because I need to go hook my husband, man. Yeah. This is the man I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. So if I got well, when you know, you know. Yes. So I move all the way to Mesa and we're living in this one bedroom apartment, probably the size of this in yeah. your kitchen. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God, dude, I just came from like a 5,500 square foot house. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, oh, Jesus. And uh, man, and we did good. But you're happy. Yeah. And I'm with him and we're fucking doing the deal. And this is the other thing is that I always say is like, you know, you can have a relationship in recovery, but you have to do your program and he has to do his. And then we meet in the middle. Absolutely. You can't take my shit and I can't take your shit, you know? And, uh, and it worked for us. So November, uh, 2019, we ended up getting, a a knock on the door and it was DCS and, and, uh, we got the opportunity to take his son in and, uh, his baby's mom is one of us, Yeah. you know, and she's sick. And, and now I get the chance to, be the mom that I'm supposed to be. I mean, how cool is that? Right. And I'm, <laughs> but there's some fear. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck man. I was like, I was so scared, you know, like I gave up my kids. Like I, I chose men and drugs over my kids. How am I going to raise this little boy? And, um, my sponsors like, bitch, open your eyes yeah. and realize that God is doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself. And God placed that little boy in your life at the right time, at the right moment, because you're ready. And I'm like, fuck. And then so she, after then she like, you with nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Right. <laughs> and I'm but like, it's so true. It though. Is. It's so true. I it also is. want to say one thing before you got in a relationship with Dean, you've been working a program for two years. Yeah. Solid program. Yeah. 18 months. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like 20, 22 yeah. months. Yeah. I mean, that's actually remarkable. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Because we know, we've seen. Absolutely. You know, it's relationships. They say, oh, we got to wait a year, dude. Yeah. You might be the only person I know that made it over a year. <laughs> For real. <laughs> you know. I mean, like I said, I had those little fuck boy here yeah. and there. Yeah, and it just, it wasn't, you know. We're talking just, a relationship. For sure. And so his three-year-old uh, son moves in with you guys. Yep. And now you got the son. Yep. And now you. And we're living in this small one-bedroom apartment, and uh, you know, and I can remember going to um, court with him, and he looks at me and he goes, "You're gonna ride with me? Are you gonna be down for me with this?" Yeah. And I was like, "Absolutely." Didn't even hesitate. Not even a hesitation. I'm right there with you. And uh, and I can remember like having conversations with his baby's mom, like. It was like talking to myself four years ago and I'm fucking bawling. You know what I mean? And I'm like, bitch, pull your head out of your fucking eyes. It's crazy being on the other side of it. Yes. It's a trip. Pull your head out of your ass right now before you lose all these kids just like I did. And, uh, I, 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 you know, not to tell her story, but she did get reunified with the kids. Nice. Um, we got full custody of, of his son. Um, she did get reunified with the other children and she gets him every other weekend. So, you know, and, uh, and it works and we co-parent together and, um, 
and it's amazing you know experience it is for sure and so during this period of time so you you've always do you still do hair on the side i so i mean I'm sure I people hate, ask you all the time yeah. but you hate doing it well i'll do hair like i cut the guy's hair everybody wants it for free though <laughs> well, I, uh, I do a little side hustle. I got yeah. a couple regulars yeah. that I do during yeah. the month, yeah. but, um, I just, I'm not passionate about it anymore. And so you the, know? And that's the reason why I ask, cause I ask you that because you find your purpose and your purpose is to carry the message and to help the struggling alcoholics and addicts. And just like my purpose is, and, you know, so you start this period of time up until present day where we, we both work in recovery. Yeah. And so you started working at Crossroads. What was that like? Crossroads was awesome, man. It, it built a solid foundation and got me in the door of, um, I learned a lot, sure. you know, and I, and I, and I gained a lot of resources and, uh, and it was just time for me to go. And, and I went on. to CBI for okay. six months and that was great. And then, uh, and then I went to solutions of sobriety, you know, and I had, it's crazy how it worked because my boss now, um, we worked at crossroads together mm -hmm. i took her position at uh mm -hmm. the intake coordinator and then cbi she was on that same exact team i took her position when she left to go open solutions of sobriety and um and now i work for her you know right. so when we think about all that it's just it's crazy it's a the awareness crazy. i mean we get to experience god in our lives and the way he places people in our lives when we do our part and we get to see it and then we get to experience all these cool things it's just that's how it that's how we become spiritually intoxicated, Absolutely, you know? And so that's what it's all about. And so now, I mean, you do business development, you do, yeah. I mean, you do it I'm all. the director of admissions over at Solutions of Sobriety. Mm -hmm. Like I do all, you know, the intakes and shout out to Tammy Allen for, uh -huh. and you know. the crazy part is, you know, I know her husband from way back. Yes. So that's yes. another thing. Like I know him from way yes. back. Yes. And so it's, they all ties it's together. Everything. And then, yeah. It's a trip. It and, is. And then I see you at our business development. Yeah. I see you there. I see you everywhere, everywhere. I go. <laughs> I'm everywhere. But when you're really working a program and you're in recovery, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I work a program recovery. Well, I don't see you anywhere. Yeah. I'm out in these streets. Right. I'm out in these streets. <laughs> I'm on Definitely. the front lines right. where I like to be. Right. I like a little action. Yeah. You know? And it reminds sure. me of the pain. I never want to forget what that last run was like for me. Right. You and Ian get married. We do. What we get married. Like? Did you cry when you walked down? Oh, the my God, dude. <laughs> I can show you like he, his lip quivering, I see all the like quivering, you know, That's and awesome. uh, that day was the most beautiful day in my entire Surrounded life. Surrounded by your girls too. Oh my God. 95% of the people that were at our wedding were in recovery. So it just, it was mind blowing. It was so beautiful. There was so much love. Like the love that you felt there was just something that I can't even describe. That's what life's all about. Yeah. So it's I got this amazing man and I get married and I have my fairy tale wedding and, you know, and, and now we're living the dream. Truly. Yes. And so when we look back and when we think about when we first get sober, right. And we look at, you know, the possibilities of what our life could be in recovery. And you know, as we start to progress in our recovery, because recovery is progressive as well. Mm -hmm. And we start to lay out all these goals and plans and dreams and get the kids back and you got the kids back. I did. So Pretty I don't have phys well, I don't have but, physical custody of my children and I come to terms with that. Uh -huh. But I have a relationship with them. And um and I and I have, you know, I call him my bonus son. I know He's, you sent yeah, me a message. Yeah, my I, bonus I put it son. together right away. Yeah, you know, and uh in June we're getting his daughter, you know. She got to come and be the flower girl in our wedding and uh 
and she went home and she told her mom that she wants to come and live here with us. And, and her mom, you know, it would never, never deny her, her of being with her father. So now I get the opportunity and I'm not going to lie. I'm scared shitless. I'm going to fuck this little girl up. You know, I fuck my kids up. What, what am I going to do? But Ryder's obviously alive. He's yeah. been alive. I'm doing something right. Cause he's been with us for almost three years. Yeah. So no broken bones, yeah. knock on wood, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, life is amazing, man. You know, I, I get to eat, sleep and breathe this shit every day. And you truly do. And I do. Yeah. I you mean, know, you, like no joke, man, <laughs> you do. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, when we think about all these accomplishments and everything that we've been through, like, sure, we like material things. We like to have all the nice cars and all the things, the nice place that you have all these things. We have all these things, mm -hmm. right? But truly, it's the internal happiness that comes from experiencing the relationships in our life, the blessings, the promises that materialize over and over again. And your life today is, is beyond a, my wildest dreams. Is just you know, a like you said, result. yeah, absolutely. You have the material things like, you know, everything it's crazy. Cause I was looking at my vision board a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago, oh, everything board. on yes. my vision board. The only thing I have left on my vision board to do is go into hospital or go into the jails and prisons yes. with Rhonda, Wright. Yes. That's it. Shout out Rhonda. Yes. I fucking yes. love her. Yes. Like she's a she's huge inspiring to so many women. And, you know, a lot of times when I, you know, all the different women that I get to meet in recovery, a lot of times their their journey starts or the seed was planted when she went in to see went them in jail. or went into jail to see him. Yep. And so getting to be that shining light is just it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. And so here we are, we get experience experience this amazing moment. But just think about everything, you know, and when you know this this podcast meant to give people hope to mm -hmm. see that we're all the same. The book, we're never talking about any any path you work with, specifically the big book. We're not talking about drugs and alcohol. It's the alcoholic mentality, it's the character defects, it's the trauma, it's the pain, it's all these things. But when we fully concede in step one and we experience a higher power in two and make a decision and figure out four and five, the causes of our conditions, and we get to make amends and may, I mean, and then we carry the message. We have a spiritual experience yeah. today. We get to have this type of life. Absolutely. And then we don't want to change the way right. we feel anymore. For sure. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank it's you just so a much. blessing to have you on yeah. and get experience this moment. And we know so many. So many. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Just sitting here thinking about, I mean, and so From. I know, I know for a fact that, you know, God put us in each other's path to be able to carry the message together. And I know that there's so much more to come, the ability that we'll both have. And, you know, you could always call me and I know that Absolutely. I could always call you. So thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. Tune in for the next episode.